The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Expression Yourself episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 711. Hmm. I think I might celebrate by grabbing a Slurpee tonight. And I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And I, too, was thinking about the 711 references. I labeled the recordings for this show thinking, huh. 24 7 7 11 we're open all the time but i digress if we're gonna get through this i need a cup of true cult coffee t-r-v-e-k-v-l-t coffee.com it's been a long weekend i am dragging it is late on a sunday evening well later on a sunday evening um but you know i'm an hour ahead of snowy i i, I every, everything we do i get there first you know <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no matter what. But um, yeah, True Call Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T, coffee.com. The fine folks at True Call Coffee bring you this fine programming. They handcraft their coffee. I honestly don't know about that part. But they make great coffee. It is, um, you know, crafted by metalheads for metalheads. Go to the website. Check it out. If you subscribe, not only will you not run out of coffee, you will also... Get uh, not one, but two great bands every month, sometimes three. You never know. There's a surprise sometimes. It's a great time. Um, but yeah, like it's great stuff. And also check out Embodiment Printing Press. Google that one because I can never remember the website. I think it's just embodimentprintingpress.com or embodiment printing. But you know, if you mm-hmm. see something that looks like a little octopus kind of Cthulhu creature, then you're in the right place. You found it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so go there, check them out, and support them because they are metalheads that are not. This is not some giant corporation with somebody in a suit somewhere, you know, getting their third yacht. This is a family. This is a family raising their little metal children in their little metal town. I feel like that nursery rhyme. Remember this from your uh, girl was little? Um, there was a crooked man who uh, walked a crooked mile. <laughs> he right, found okay. a crooked sixpence against a crooked style. Vaguely, vaguely, but yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. Yes, there it's was amazing. a metal man who had a metal wife. 
They had some metal children and had a metal life. They made some metal coffee. And I can't think of any other rhymes, so we're out there. But, you know, True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T, coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As for me, well, I'm I'm sipping on a Lemmy here in my Judas Priest British Steel mug Judas here. Judas Priest. You betcha. But, um, yeah, as soon as I'm done, I'm definitely going to be slapping on a pot of True Cavalt because it it's like you said, we're doing things a little bit different. Okay, it's no different for the listeners. Okay, but it's just a little bit different for us as we're doing this at a different time. Sunday, early sun, Sunday evening here. And I've had a hell of a day so far. I got up, went to work early today, helped a friend move some furniture around. Now I'm doing this. And all of this... While last night I made my way out to see my good buddy Ninja Cat Jess, who I haven't mentioned her on the show for a while, just to hang out and all that. And of course, uh, one drink leads to a dozen, and a dozen leads to eight more, and before you know it, next <laughs> it, thing you know, next thing you know, it's been a long night. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's okay. Say, I'm not running on empty, I'm running on metal for this episode. So, yeah, I, the the true Cavalt is definitely going to um, come in handy. Um, today, though, before we get on with it, we do have a little bit of some radioactive metal house cleaning here and some birthday acknowledgements and all that, but our former co-host is Sky. Our longtime listeners will remember all of her contributions to the show celebrated her birthday a couple days ago. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make any of the celebrations, but Radioactive Metal, you know, it's still a good friend of ours. I see her all the time. We want to wish her a happy birthday. And remember, pal, your seat is always, always here anytime you want to come back. That goes out to all of our former co-hosts and co-hostesses whenever you know if they ever say hey you know what i really miss hanging out with you guys let's do this you know your chair is always open um today as we speak though mr bruce dickinson never mind you know bruce never mind the bollocks as the boss yeah <laughs> ne- never never mind bruce springsteen being the boss Our Bruce, Mr. Dickinson, he's the true boss, turns 64 years young today. It's just crazy. Yeah. Like, like, when, man, when Iron Maiden is in their 60s, that's when I start to feel old. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're, okay, they were only, Bruce was only like 14 years old when we were born. Wow. So. Yeah, yeah. It just there's just so many things, and we 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 have to kind of put this idea into the back of our heads, maybe for a future um, discussion on the show. Just things that seem that have some age to it, but just don't seem that long ago. Just one of those man, we're old type <laughs> type episodes, you know. So kind of get that going through your little head a good example 
of that, okay? On this day, the uh, classic Canadian animated movie Heavy Metal was released. Wow. In 1981. <sighs> <laughs> wow. Does it does it seem, you know, like the, <laughs> that it's 40 years? No, it doesn't. Does, does, does it feel that way? No, no, it, it it doesn't. But yeah, we were we were just we were just kids when the when that that came out, and it's definitely still still one of one of my all time favorite films. Um, so with that um, out of the way, um, maybe we'll jump into everything with tonight's a mandatory metal segment. For true Cavalt Coffee, um, a little later on, we're going to be getting into our metal fix. And Red Fang came through town, put on a fantastic oh, show. Nice. I'll get, yeah, yeah, I'll get into a little more detail. But the support act, one of the support acts, was a band called Stygian Bow. Okay, which is a three-piece made up entirely of the duo from Bell Witch and the lone dude from the band Ariel Ruin. Okay. They, they, they're good friends offstage. They've, they've collaborated before, and they said, hey, let's the three of us get together and make some new awesome music. So this is as close as basically Winnipeg is ever going to get to see bell witch live okay and they're 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 a fantastic band while i was there and i'm not going to go into too many details to the whys and wherefores okay but while i was there i caught up with ninja cat liz who another one like she was helping run ninja cat productions as well for a while and she told me a story of how important um the bell witch album longing is to her and it was quite a story and i said you know what let me share this with our listeners and we'll give you a shout out so thank you so much horns up and all of our love to liz for that and for tonight's um suggestion in our mandatory metal segment, this is Bell Witch from the album Longing. Well, this is the title track, brackets, The River of Ash.
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, dude, what's going on? All right. First and foremost, um, we have talked about KHDK Electronics on the show before. It's the pedal company started by David Karen and Kirk Hammett. Um, I own two, well, three now, but I had two of their pedals before. I've talked about it a lot. I had the Scuzz Box, which is a fuzz, and it's one of the gnarliest, nastiest fuzzes I've ever owned, and it's amazing on bass. Okay. It's just fantastic. You and would then, think I would have gotten this all out of my system the first time you talked about the fuzz box. <laughs> well, it's the scuzz box. <laughs> it's a fuzz, but it's a scuzz box. So it's not like we're talking about the big muff. Big muff. That was... Yeah. That was Pausing big, for effect. Yeah. You know? Yes. <laughs> but so, um, I follow them on Instagram. I also had the ghoul screamer and my... my I am so glad that KHDK has figured out their thing and just kind of said, screw the mainstream, right? Because, like, the boutique pedal world is the boutique pedal world. Like, people come out with cool... And there's there's so many great builders and so many great pedals, but because it's Kirk Hammett coming in and, you know, the only thing that's still okay is to make fun of metalheads... Um, people have been giving them shit since they started. And like when they came out with the Ghoul Screamer, everybody's like, oh, yeah, no, they're coming out with the Tube Screamer clone. It's the Tube Screamer clone. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a nut. That's, people are going to be disappointed. They're going to think they're going to get Kirk Hammett sound by using that pedal. But you can't get Kirk Hammett sound by using that pedal. You can if you know what you're doing. And yes, I will say that with a slight bit of arrogance because I am a fucking amateur. And I can get the Kirk Hammett sound out of my little fucking 8-inch speaker behind me with the right drives using the Ghoul Screamer the way that Kirk would use it. So right. um, if you don't know anything about metal, you're probably not going to be able to get metal sounds. And it was so funny because like, I'm watching all these people demo the Ghoul Screamer like they're demoing the latest Ibanez Tomb Screamer trying to you know say, oh yeah, you can get those Stevie Ray Vaughan tones. Yes, Stevie Ray Vaughan did do, did use it, but the, he didn't use it in the same way that Kirk Hammett uses it. Like there's, and, and it's so funny because the same people that only show one way to use the pedal will say, "Well, there's not just one way to use a pedal," but it, no matter what they do, it always sounds the same. So, anyway, I'm gonna climb off my soapbox for a minute because <laughs> they said, "You know what? Fuck you guys. We don't care. I'm taking my toys. I'm going home." And they have been releasing badass limited editions. Cool-ass art, for starters. Um, and just, you know, they basically, they find a Scott Ian. And they're like, hey, what would you do in a signature pedal? And they make a signature pedal for Scott Ian. And there's like a limited amount of pieces. And when it's gone, it's gone. They did that for Matt Heafy at Trivium. They did it for Gary Holt. Um, I think they've actually done two Scottians and possibly two Gary Holtz at this point because obviously wow. they're all good buddies, right? Like they mm -hmm. all know each other really well. So, um, but as you can imagine, the day that I saw Gojira was going to be available, um, I literally marked it on my calendar, made it a point. Okay, I will be ordering this pedal that day. As soon as it hit time, I went and bought my pedal. Um, it sold out, I believe, that same day. 
Wow. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's 333 pieces. That's it. And it's the Gojira pedal. And um, I have it here in my hand. And I, I just got to tell you, like, I was so excited when I got this because the box alone. Uh, all right. So longtime listeners will know that I went to the Kirk Hammett um, art exhibit before the world shut down. Mm-hmm. And Kirk loves horror themed art. He loves art. And I mean, honestly, Metallica loves art. Look at what they've done with Pusshead and all the art on their albums. Like art is a very important thing to them. So this KHDK box it's cool ass, like kind of tattooish art, kind of carnival art. Um, skull and crossbones, but the crossbones is a screwdriver and a guitar cable. And then they've got lightning <laughs> bolts and fire and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's on the box. And then, of course, it's hand handwritten, this 151. All right. The pedal. This is a Gojira pedal. So as you can imagine, it has the Gojira logo. But then it also has like a tree. And so the... The controls are arranged slightly offset so the tree can weave in between them. And, you know, like one branch says drive, one branch says bass, another branch says treble, another branch says volume. There are two LEDs on either side of the face. I honestly wish they would have put them in the eyes because beneath the tree, the tree is kind of growing out of what looks to me like like one of the um, the Oriental-style dragons, like either a Chinese dragon or a Japanese dragon, but those... Mm-hmm. Honestly, it could even be India. You know, so, something in the Asia, Asian continent, right? So, man, there's... Now I'm looking at this, I'm like, yeah, there's like a little Thai influence, like just just all the different Asian cultures. It's, it's almost like they borrowed a little bit from each of those. I would have loved if they would have put those LEDs in the eyes. And don't worry, guys, I took pictures, I'll be posting pictures. Um, but so just this, the art alone looks great, right? I just, I, I opened it up. I looked at it. I'm like, wow, it's great. On the back of the pedal, there's another tree because it's Gojira, right? Like Gojira, they are very environmentally active. So I get this little card. This is Gojira drive and it has my hand numbered, you know, 151 of 333 made, um, and then it says, we'll bring you Gojira's trademark. And this is what I love about them doing these limited ones and understanding who their audience is. Because while, you know, most instruction manuals are kind of boring, it says, but th- it's also a versatile for a buttload of styles ranging from fucking metal to AM radio sound. <laughs> and yes. it's like, okay. You know, and, and then like the last thing it says, over to you, let it rip. I'm like, okay, th- this, this is people who understand their audience. Now, Right. I can get behind that. I need to tell you about the part that literally made me tear up. So, Gojira, really? all about environmental activism, saving the planet. And I literally started to tear up when I read this first thing here and I, when I flipped open the manual. Important. To offset the damage to your neighbor's ears. Pause for laughter. <laughs> Okay. Help. Um, <laughs> this user manual is printed on growing paper. Simply cover it with soil and watch fresh bee food grow. So, how cool is that? Like, this is recycled paper, right? With with seeds in. It. And when I open it, I'm like, is this seed paper? Uh, and I'm okay. like, of course it is. I'm like, because it's Gojira. Like, like, and that mm-hmm. that is that extra special touch that you wouldn't get. 
if Boss put this out. And I love Boss pedals. Like that they're just the first company I picked. Like I love Boss pedals and like, you know, Dunlop collaborates with a lot of guys like Zach Wild and stuff and does great pedals. But you're not going to get this if you you know, if, if it's one of them. This is, you know, small batch made for metalheads by metalheads, people that love heavy tones, people that understand heavy tones. And um this is so cool. Like the they they internally boost the voltage so they can get more headroom. Like like all the nerd stuff in here, dude. Like I wrote this and I was so happy. But um here's the part I had to read for you. So it goes through input output explaining the controls, you know, treble bass. And then it gets to volume controls the amount of volume output warning the output gets loud on the max setting seriously period loud period i mean this is fucking gojira dude that's right in the yeah. manual like doesn't that just make mm -hmm. your day it does it just makes it, me so it, damn it happy but yeah so so that's the thing i've got pictures of everything that'll be coming guys um uh, just it's i plugged it in today and so nobody would expect this, but I, I plugged it in through my little single coil telly. I'm getting some kick-ass ACDC tones out of it. Like it is a versatile drive pedal. Um, normally when I have a drive pedal, I, I stack them, right? So I, I have one drive that's always on. It's a Fender Bassman replica. And then I put the Ghoul Screamer into that when I want a little extra crunch. And um, I actually had to turn off everything because it was gumming up the works. The Gojira pedal is so damn powerful that it doesn't need anything else. It doesn't need any any other kind of booster. It is just its own beast, and it's I I love this thing. Like it's it's great. And it's very 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 versatile. <laughs> I and, like that. The yeah. Gojira pedal is its own beast, it, dude. Dude, it is. <laughs> I like, like that. I like this, that. This this dragon face on it. They're not kidding. Like like that's very representative. Representative. Representative um, yeah. of the pedal. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah for so sure. All that. all. Sorry, all this talk that you had going on of about about Gorgira kind of had my imagination flowing. Okay. Yeah. Imagine if you will. And, you know, a nice, a fair sized theater like the park here in Winnipeg that I've talked about many times, which they air movies there, too. OK, a Gorgira concert mm -hmm. okay, with special guest Oxygen Destroyer, who we played last, oh, God, last, last week. And the main event, if anyone that chooses to stick around after the Gorgira set. We screen the original 1954 Japanese Gorgira movie. Oh, and then can we send everybody home with a seedling on their way out? <laughs> there we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you have seriously described my perfect night, Snowy. It would definitely be, yeah. Oh, my so gosh, it would be so great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I knew you'd oh, get a kick out of that. Wow. wow. <laughs> like i'm wow yeah but so i am gonna plant that seed paper um okay. there if, if you guys check out the khgk social media um they posted a video of them uh planting the paper and so i i actually i think i'm gonna look for a special pot uh, like something cool find something with skulls on it something that's brightly decorated or or at least it has art that's that's you know 
at least leaning towards the vein of like Gojira and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, continuing Metallica News 101, because that seems to be what I'm doing here, right? <laughs> so that that was Kirk's Pedal Company, which, again, I'm a big fan of because I love pedals. And, you know, he's just having a good time putting out the sounds they want. Um, well, then Metallica, and I don't know if you saw this, they introduced a special limited edition Metallica turntable. Have you seen it? No, I didn't. Okay, you guys need to Google it. I'll see if I can find a picture and put it on the Instagram. It, it it's it's like the Metallica, uh, you uh, kind of like the the little. It, it's just all these pointy things. Like when you see it, you're like, oh yeah, I know that little icon for Metallica logo thing. Um, but it's not your standard square turntable with a round thing in the middle. Like it, it's a very odd shape, which means. It was probably expensive to produce, but it's also expensive to buy. So, you know, um, so that's going on. And I am really happy about this. And when we're going to talk about this one real quick here, because I know you've you, you've been a little irritated with some of the people that have been finding metal because of Stranger Things. Well, I, I don't mean to be a gatekeeper. It's just I know there are just so many normies that are going to be jumping all over the bandwagon and it's just they're not going to just go on from okay this is now master of puppets is now the gateway for me for other metal it's like this is the cool song right now so i'm all about this song right now yeah it's the same thing with that kate bush song yeah okay there's it every everyone the whole whack of people new 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 fans and all that they're all over that song. This is going to be it for them for, for some people. The mass, no, probably the 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 mass major the mass majority. Yeah, but the ten or fifteen we keep welcome. Oh, for sure, for right? sure. Like like that's that's the thing is like you know what let let them enjoy the flash in the pan. Let Metallica have an extra little bump in sales. Let let the people that that love to shit on Metallica still because of the Napster thing, let let them have their minute to say that Metallica is selling out with this next piece of news I'm about to drop. But dude, okay. like bring bring every everybody who wants to jump on board, good, go out, stream Master Puppets, listen the whole thing start to finish. Maybe we're gonna get a couple, you know, like people are like, oh yeah, like what else is there? Okay, mm-hmm. let me check this out. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're going to get people our age that forgot about it, uh, start listening to it again, and like, oh, I miss this. And then they discover some new things because of it. And like, oh, people are still making metal. This is good stuff, you know? And that's, so... That's that's the hope, yeah. Yeah. So 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 let's, let's, let's put out what we want to see in the world, right? Let's put forward the positive vibes. Let's welcome everybody... You know, knowing that not everybody's going to stay, but they're all still welcome. And the people that are in it for the long haul, like, you know, we've we've, we've got this special beer in the back once the riffraff clears out, you know. <laughs> that's right. You know, that, that's that's for the special meeting later. But, you know. It's a good way of looking at it, yes. What I wanted to bring up is that uh, Metallica has their own Stranger Things shirts. Did you see those? Uh No. No, actually, I, 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 should, I should check that out. It's the Hellfire Club logo, but with guitars on each side. 
And uh, there's a couple other little Metallica things. Let's see if I can find it here real quick. Um, but dude, it made my day. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, you know what? People are going to jump all over this. And they are going to be um, just shitting on them left and right. Be like, oh, you're jumping on the bandwagon. Oh, you're a capitalist. Oh, you're putting all this stuff out. Oh, you're this is just a cash grab, right? And I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, of course you're going to say that. Because you didn't see where Metallica gave the actor that played Eddie a signed BC Rich guitar from them. Mm-hmm. Yes, I saw. I saw those pics. That and, I thought that was cool. Yeah, and they don't have a relation with BC Rich, so they had to actually go purchase that, right? Mm. It's not like it's like ESP or Gibson where they could probably work something out because they endorsed them. No, they went out, they found it, and they wanted to do something special for that actor because they like to give back to the community. You you know like. We said from the beginning that metal is community. And that's what all the people are like, oh, fuck Metallica. I mean, I was a fuck Metallica for a while. But it took me a while to come back around. And I know that. But, you know, the Black Album, I still feel abandoned. But therapy's working. Anyway. <laughs> the point is, like... Yeah, the, the 90s. Yeah. Actually, but, yeah. <laughs> but Metallica has done so many great things since that. For, for example, like the Napster thing. Like, everybody likes to piss on them for the Napster thing. Like, yep, nope, that's their community mindset. They were looking out for all the small bands. Mm-hmm. You know, they were looking out for the people that, that are still to come yet. You know, like... It just, it just warms my heart. Okay, but so it says Metallica across the top, like in the old Master Puppet style logo. It has the Hellfire Club um, demon skull thing in the middle, and then on each side it's a guitar. Um, and it's pretty. It's a pretty badass shirt. It really is. I think I want this. Yeah, I th- I think I need to get one too. Like I was I like, yeah, I, I don't need one. I'm like, no, I think I do. <laughs> I think I want this, and I'm just waiting for the first person that calls that says that I hopped on the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, or something. And I'm like, hey, uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, let's rewind. I was there. I was there when Metallica came to Winnipeg, headlining the Master of Puppets, you know, album. And I was one of maybe 500 people there and like maybe 50,000 Winnipeggers have said over they were there over the oh, years. Exactly, yeah. Because <laughs> sure. everybody wants to be there now, you know. I was there and I was the original Eddie Munson. I will take that to my grave. And I think I've got a, I've got a strong case for that. Hell yes, Tony. Well. Hell yeah. yes. But yeah, so so that's been the stuff that's been going on, you know, in the, in the Stranger Things camps and Metallica. Um, now, next up, I have in my hands, I, I bought a magazine and I bought it used online um, because I couldn't find it anywhere else. Like I was, I was trying, I was trying desperately to like buy it somewhere uh, new from the actual publisher, but yeah, magazines are so weird anymore. Um, and I don't even know how I found it, but I was just flipping through somewhere and here's a bass player magazine and who's on the cover, but Lemmy. Oh, nice. And I'm like, okay. And then right beside Lemmy's face is the black flag bars and they're interviewing Kia Rosler. And because she has a solo album that came out this year. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. And, and I'm just like, oh, 
okay, well now I need to get this because it's got Lemmy and Kira. Like this is awesome. Um, yeah, man. So I, I, I'm so excited to be like flipping through this magazine, seeing Lemmy. They're talking about how to get the the Lemmy sound with the Marsh lamp and the Rickenbacker. And then just all these other bass players in here. I'm like, man, this is really good. But the article on Kira was really, really wonderful. Um, because they get into the fact that, you know, she's a sound editor in Hollywood. She did the dialogue for, um, oh, the big Hollywood HBO show, Game of Thrones. Like, she's a dialogue editor for that. She mm -hmm. does sound editing. So, you know, it, and it's honestly, it totally makes sense. Because, really... Black Flag was just a bunch of nerds that make loud, crazy rock. And she's mm -hmm. doing dialogue editing, which is also really nerdy, intricate work. You know? So it, it makes perfect sense. And um, it just uh, it just makes my day. Like, I can't wait to check out this solo album because I haven't gotten to listen to that yet. I didn't know about it until I read the article. Um, but yeah, so I, I picked that up. It was here this week. And just, you know... Flipping through that, enjoying learning bass. And uh, last but not least, still in the bass camp, I found this place called Scott's Bass Lessons. And I've been going through and boning up on that again, trying to get my bass skills back up. Um, and uh -huh. it's been it's been kind of nice because like I, I can read music, which is a rare thing, I think, nowadays in general. But especially among bass players in the area where I grew up, um, so I've been getting my music reading skills up and trying to get my theory skills up because um, Sue Decree of De Gregorio has a new album coming out in October. Um, mm -hmm. I have played on a couple of her releases, but they, they've been small releases. Like one was a single she put out. Um, it was a challenge during the pandemic. And um, there's another one when her father passed, she resurrected a piece of music and um, I played all the bass on that. Um, and if if anyone hasn't listened to De Gregorio, you really need to give it a listen and listen to the intricacies and of honestly of all the albums because black and white is nowhere near as sonically dense. It's not as heavy as um, House of Gregory chapter one, but the intricacies are still there. It's still complicated. You know, it's it's complicated music. And half the time, you know, she she asked me to play on these things. And I'm just like, Sue, I can't. She's like, well, why not? I'm like, because I don't have the time to learn your songs. You know, I get a couple hours a night and I'm trying to like practice and play and maybe write my own stuff. And I... I would have to dedicate like eight hours a day to learn some of her stuff. And I'm not exaggerating. Like, dude, like this stuff is complex. And so um, I stumbled across this Scott's Bass Lessons because I think I talked about this last show. Um, they did this online event called Bass Space 2022 and Frank Bellow was being interviewed. I'm like, well, I have to watch uh -huh. the Frank Bellow interview. And it was phenomenal. I'm like, wow, is this great? Okay, let me watch another interview. So I watched Billy Sheehan. Wow, this was great. <laughs> and then they had this upright player. Holy shit, just learned a lot there. Then they had this other guy. Wow, I learned. And and this is all just from like like one hour segment videos that weren't 
they weren't even structured lessons. They're just like, hey, let's interview, let's talk, you know, and it was very conversational. And I learned so much from that. I'm like, okay, I think I'll give this, this thing a shot, you know, and I'm still in the trial, but I'm, I'm loving it, man. You know, now for, for anyone who's thinking, oh yeah, I'm a metal bass player. I think I want to learn some stuff. I am going to warn you. There is a lot more jazz fusion, pop, that sort of stuff here. Um, like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Samba, not samba. No, damn it. Oh, I can't think of the type of music. But it's it's very jazz 50s mm-hmm. type type stuff. When I say Miranda? 50s, I don't mean like, you know, Chuck Berry. I mean like the 50s jazz stuff, like the sophisticated jazz club kind of thing. So, oh, okay. And, and I think they're working on some rock stuff, and I haven't tried that yet, but... Dude, some of the first stuff I played was jazz. So like like for me, I'm like, this is great. This is exactly what I want to learn because I understand what's going on here. Let's get my chops back up because when you listen to Di Gregorio, you're not going to hear it, but there's a shit ton of jazz influence there. And that's why her stuff is so complex and so hard sometimes. Because, you know, like, have you seen... <laughs> Have you seen the meme that says um, a computer generating a pass- password, jazz musician explaining a chord, and it just gives the same thing? <laughs> no. Uh, it's, oh, I'll have to find it. But it's like D flat sharp, nine flat seven, fifth five. What, like like when you, when you start talking to jazz guys, like, like even my guitar teacher, Eric, like he, he's a rocker, but he also studied jazz. And so... It, he can, you know, come up with all kinds of crazy chord voicings with the best of them. And both him and Sue, I'll be like, you guys are out of your fucking minds. I'm like, just give me my 4-4 four, four and a major key, please. Here we go, you know. Because so, that's how I like to roll. But I, I've i just been, I just, I just want to get my playing sharper. Because I would really like to play on some of these upcoming releases. And if I get my skills up, it, it's not going to take me eight hours to learn one, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I'm focused on getting getting back to a point where I can hear Sue's complex music, and weave in and out and create a tasteful baseline for her. Right on, right on. Would you say that you're jazzed to do all this? <laughs> How long were you waiting for that? That was great, and I am absolutely jazzed to do this. Yes, right on. Dad joke, dad joke, dad joke alert. Oh, no, that that was well-timed, sir, well-timed. Anyway, Snowy, man, what's going on with you? Uh, myself or, like, this is pretty much a usual metal fix for me, what I have going on this weekend. Like I mentioned at the top of the hob, relapse recording artist Red Fang came through town, and I'm not overly familiar with them well i know we have played them on the show before and i dig what they're what they're all about and they're they are a great band i just don't have any of their albums and haven't really given them much attention i'm definitely going to have to to uh rectify that because they put on one banger of a show the stygian bow band was was definitely on point and I want to say horns up to the curtain jerker for the evening and on this tour, a um, independent punk band called Help, just plain old Help. 
Now, this was in the Park Theater, and they have a nice big stage. Okay, Help chose to play right on the floor in front of the stage and all that. And I'm like thinking like, like I first got there and I had people snow, snow, I had that, that bad help is on, go check it out and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I get to the front and holy shit, they're on the floor. This is so punk rock. That is punk rock. <laughs> you know, because I've seen, I've seen many indie shows like without a stage, you know, and in basements and all that. So Seeing that, you know, in a beautiful big setting like the park was um, was something else. I really dug it. Want to say um, horns up to um, well the Winnipeg metal community. This was on a this was just this past Wednesday, okay. And evening and weeknight gigs can be the kiss of death. Like I oh, knew, yeah. okay, Red Fang, okay. They have their following, but it's in the middle of the week, and they're, it's not like their following was huge or anything, but I was pleasantly surprised to see like the place was packed. It was fantastic on a Wednesday night for an underground band. This, is, this was absolutely amazing, so I had to I definitely have to give props to my scene. Like I know over the years, our longtime listeners have heard me you know, rake rake the scene over the coals around here when it was needed. But on the flip side, when accolades are deserved, I definitely love to throw those out there. I want to say hi to Dave from uh, Planet of Sound Records, who, you know, I have my weekly Saturday afternoon visits there and all that. I ran into him at the Red Flag Show the first time I ever saw him at a show when I was gonna, you know, we were kind of passing through this throng of humanity and all that. I thought, okay, the next time I run into Dave, I'm gonna have to buy him a beer and just just kind of hang out and talk music and all 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 that really cool stuff. But there was just so many people. My whole point to this is there were so many people in the room that I couldn't find him again. <laughs> so. <laughs> So good on him, good on him. Another really packed show, okay? As um, you recall, last episode, I was going straight from our recording out to the Winnipeg nightlife because Ninja Cat Productions was putting on what turned out to be an outdoor show the first time we've done something like this at the um, Blue Note Cafe that they, for that evening... They've kind of changed it to the Blue Note Park. Nice. In between in between their that building and the neighbor's building, there was like this lot that they put up a stage, put out some picnic tables, set up a bar, and had a four-band outdoor show. <laughs> right there in the right right there in the downtown area. Um, it was headlined by all all local bands, headlining by Thrashers and Endless Chaos, plus Grinders, Flash Out, Zombie Assault, and Regurgitated Guts. Oh, dude. This was, yeah. It was a fantastic time. I love the setting. And I have to talk to my Ninja Cat cohorts about getting, like, major tours. If 
because like I'm sure there's more than just my enthusiasm that goes into booking a band like you know like like say like an immolation or an incantation yeah all the you know everything that goes into booking them in a set like this like it could rain you know because you do tours months you you arrange them months in advance well what what if it rains that night where are they going to play you know if you have to move the show indoors you got to find an appropriate venue and all that so i kind of get that it would just it would just be really really cool it's just unfortunately as great as that show was it just seems like there, there's always got to be that one asshole okay yeah. um i kind of stepped out from the people out on to the sidewalk and i saw the the the, the door the doorman that the ticket taker that works for the blue note he's dragging this guy down the street Okay, and I'm, you know, okay, what's going on over here? So I'm like, hey, dude, what's going on? Why is this, you know, what's going on here? You know, this is a guy from the show. And he turned and he looked at me and he said, well, this guy's been a complete asshole to a lot of people. And he took a swing at me. Okay, you're done. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, yeah, continue. Like, <laughs> so, so I just this guy got up and he's walking away and i said you're done don't come back go 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 sleep it off about 10 minutes later i'm just kind of hanging out at the front this same fucking guy shows up again oh jeez and now meanwhile the door person has left for 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 a minute so i'm just kind of ha- hanging out and you know holding down the fort guy just w- walks up to me and I immediately said to him, I don't know why you're here. I said you were done. Goodbye. You're not coming in. And this guy's just staring at me. Okay. And I'm looking at him back and I'm not even blinking. And it's like, dude, if you're trying to intimidate me, it's not working. You're done. And all that. And then he finally just turned around and walked away. <laughs> it's like, come on. Come on. You're not going to win. It doesn't matter what type of badass you think you are. You see all of those guys behind me? Those hundred guys that would take a bullet for me? You know? You're not going to win. Forget it. There's so many people that just want to put bad shit into the world. Mm-hmm. And we, we've just got to stand up against that, man. Just, like, put the positive eyes forward. You know, put them in a straight jacket. Give them a hug once it's safe. And, you know... I guess so. No, no, I guess so. But it was a fantastic time. It was just, it's just going to be nothing but great memories, just single assholes aside. I hit the comic book shops this this week as well. And I didn't, and I discovered this a couple weeks ago, and I had to place a special order at Galaxy Comics where we go every Saturday as well because apparently there was a um courtesy of the good folks at dynamite comics who does who does all the great like marvel and dc is good yeah i am loving dynamite oh dude dynamite does great stuff it's just it's been amazing well apparently they had a five issue mini series uh kiss meets vampirella oh no way 
I don't know how many years ago that how did goes I miss back. That? So did I. So did I until I just happened to notice that, oh my God, they they collected those into a graphic novel. So I immediately put a special order in and da 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 it's here. It's here. So as soon as we're done here, man. Like I said, I'm I'm making a pot of true cavalt coffee and I'm gonna yeah. just dive right dive right into it as well i picked up uh issue number four of spider punk you know the new uh, the new um spider-man rock and roll punk rock series really really enjoying that um while i was at the red fang show at um at the stygian bow merch booth they were selling obviously they were selling merch and records from bell witch and aerial ruin and i picked up my first uh bell witch vinyl the uh yeah the album mirror reaper and bell witch is they've kind of got that like as you just heard is they have that it's, it's definitely that atmospheric type music okay like this is not you know, it's that slow, slow atmospheric doom, for the lack of a better term. It's just, it's, it's, it's out there. This is not Friday night, grab a case of beer and your buddy's party music. Okay. And, but I wanted to, you know, I wanted one of the records. I, have, I, have, I haven't picked, picked one up yet. I grabbed the latest one, courtesy of the good folks at Profound Lore Records. And basically, this album... It's it's double double discs, okay. Four sides. Side record one is called as above. Okay. Side as side below as side side as side B is uh, above. Record number two is side so and side below. I might have gotten those as above so below, and it kind of basically is two songs okay and all that and it's just it's it's the coolest thing like this isn't something that i live that i listen to a lot but it proved to be really good living room date night music what mrs snowy yeah what we like to do is make a make a pot of coffee and shut down the world and we just kind of hang out in the living room together and just listen to music and this is that type of music that 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 works for that idea for that that kind of atmosphere and it would this this is a band like this stuff would make a hell of a soundtrack as well and that's the type of stuff that we like to listen to while we're having living room date night so it was definitely a score like this type of underground stuff really is not her her cup of cup of joe shall we say but she was like, "Hey, this stuff is actually really good. We got to oh, get more, awesome. more stuff." Yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Ah, oh, more underground atmospheric music." Oh, okay. Twist my arm. You don't have to twist my arm though to get to some cool tunes because a couple really wicked records. Well, can I pause you for a second? Okay. Did you make it to Old Gold this weekend? No, I haven't been there for a while. Okay, because I started following them on Instagram because of you. Mm-hmm. And um, God, was I jealous. Did you see like what they have? They post on Instagram. It, it's like five different Wasp records. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like yes. um, Shout Out the Devil, something else. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Yes. If I was in Winnipeg, I'd be swinging by to pick this up this weekend. <laughs> Brent, Brent at Old Gold is good for uh, finding the 80s hair metal on vinyl. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. And in stellar condition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you can't sell it, you know. like Oh, you have people to... sell shit in bad condition all the time. Well, well not, not, not these guys, not Planet of Sound, not any of the music. You know, it's secondhand, but it's quality stuff. And they're, these That's guys awesome. aren't sponsors or anything like that. I've got no reason, you know, not to, you know, I've got no reason to pull the wool over anyone's eyes when I say that, you know, they have quality records at these places. Um, let's get into some tunes. Um, radioactive Metal alum, Hatriot. On Massacre Records, dropped their latest record, Veil of Shadows. Rock on. Now, our longtime listeners and just v- veterans of the scene will know Hatriot is the uh, is the band featuring the Sousa brothers, Cody and Nick, son of um, Steve Sousa from Exodus. Right. And, okay, like we've had Cody on the show and like, yeah, his voice does kind of sound like his dad. <laughs> okay, but you know what? I think you can give him a pass on that because I don't know genetics. It's his dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, are you? Oh, you're just ripping your dad off, trying to sound like. I can't him. believe you sound like, like your dad. Like, yeah, yeah, that just kind of happens, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you really can't. Yeah, yeah, and I imagine like Exodus is just. Uh, would be imagine that your dad being a positive influence or an influence on what you do like come on <laughs> so yeah really really cool stuff there and finally before we drop a track toxic with the k is back you know the toxic had their heyday the thrash heyday in the Late 80s, they are back. They dropped a new record from Massacre Records as well. Dismorta, that record came across my desk, and it's like I'm, I, I'm, I'm loving this. I'm loving like these old, these older bands that we dug as teenagers that are still doing it, still killing it, still making great music. It's just ah, uh, it's it's this is the reason why we do what we do because of stuff like that so before we go any further how about we drop a track from that awesome new toxic album let's go with the title track this is toxic with dismorta the lord said to me see i have begun to deliver sihon and his country over to you now begin to conquer and possess his land. When Sihon and all his army came out to meet us in battle at Jehaz, the Lord our God delivered him over to us, and we struck him down, together with his sons and his whole army. At that time we took all his towns and completely destroyed them, men, women, and children. We left no survivors. Thank you. 
I will buy a beer at the next local show for, you know, anyone local here that can explain to me the, uh, what, I don't want to say irony or the, the connection of playing Hatriot, their new record, Veil of Shadows, that was Horns and Halos, along with the song Toxic. Get that going through your head. I'll buy beer for the for the first person that comes up to me and says, I got it, Snowy, I got it. <laughs> ha ha, you're Mr. Funny. Check that out. That is the new Hatriot record, Veil of Shadows, available now. Great stuff, great stuff, as always. And we should probably have Cody back on the show. He was such a great guest last time. Just some of the stories of, you know, growing up, uh, growing up Asusa and like knowing the guys in the uh, in the Bay Area as he's growing up, like all all the various d- different bands and all that. Like there's like the famous bands write books. Okay, he as like Cody Sousa would have a totally different slant on it. Like seeing the Bay Area through his eyes, his eyes, the eyes of a, of a kid as a child growing up and seeing, I think that would make a really good idea. Should run that by him. <laughs> yeah. 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 Never let it be said that hard rock, heavy metal, punk rock isn't educational. Okay. Because, Okay, like with 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 punk rock and underground metal and all that, like the, you have those um, social and political lyrics, bands that want to make you think, that want to give you a good idea. Friday night, talking about partying and all that, that's great to an extent, okay? What I really like the rest of the week and all that is music that makes you think. Music that opens your mind, kind of educates you shall we say and kind of along those lines as well over the years i've kind of learned new words and new expressions okay just from metal the first time hearing certain words or certain expressions was from maybe a band name or in the song lyrics, it's like, and it makes you, you know, like, okay, what does, I've never heard this word before. Let's go look it up. Okay, yeah. kids, our younger listeners, before you had everything in your hand, when you wanted to look up a word, you had to go to a thing called a dictionary. Now, what, <laughs> what, what, what a dictionary was, <laughs> okay, was, was this big book. And what is a book these days? Well, okay, that's a whole other thing. But it was a big book of words in alphabetical order that gave you the meaning. You know, like, you know how, um, what is it now? Not not Wikipedia, but when you look up the, I'm sure there's a website for it when you need a. Oh, dictionary.com. 
There, okay, something like that. Okay, yeah. I I will just Google like whatever word it is I'm trying to learn. Google that word and then definition after it. And you'll get the def- like five different and, definitions back. And there it yeah. is. But I I figured there was an actual website that the people actually use and know of. Google most of the yeah. time. <laughs> okay. Well, imagine Google in the shape of a word in the shape of a big ass book with just meanings of words. To which there was sometimes, okay, there would be a song that had one of those words that I would go and consult the said dictionary. And and I thought, you know what, it would be kind of a good time to uh, sit down and share some of these experiences with our listeners. Because I'm sure, I'm sure like our older veteran listeners that have been you know our age or you know somewhere between 35 to to our age they've done this they've slapped an album on saw a new word hit the library grabbed their parents dictionary you know and looked it up one of the first things though that when when i when i thought of this idea the very first thing that came to my mind though was um actual expressions british expressions stuff like chuffed and stoked and dodgy okay i'm pretty sure you know what stoked means okay okay do you know what chuffed is no or what what when something is dodgy what 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 dodgy sketchy Right, right. And chuffed is when you're excited about something. Okay. I learned all of these the first time from Napalm Death interviews. <laughs> okay, because that's their English expressions. Yeah. You know, when they're talking about how chuffed they are about the, their, the new record and all that. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I think, and I use stoked a lot now because i think that word that expression translates more to north america than chuffed or dodgy because if 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 i use those last two then i'm just i'm trying to it would come across as oh you're trying to sound british you're trying to sound fascisticated sophisticated you know yeah like like that yeah so I don't really use that expression, but I still do. I still use stoked a lot, and all that. And I think that's translated as well to the the hardcore community. I see a lot of hardcore, you know, fans and kids from the scene using that a lot today, and skaters as well. You know, when you see a spectacular stunt or or a trick or whatever, they're so stoked to see that. Um. Alice Cooper, okay, from the album "Raise Your Fist and Yell." What 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 song was that? Was it "Roses on White Lace"? Oh, good song. When he's um, talking about a serial killer and his modus operandi, stole my modus operandi from a movie screen. That was the first time I'd have heard that expression. You know, you know, your MO, yeah. your your modus operandi, which is like the 
the thing that makes you do what you do and how you go about doing it. That's your MO. Okay. Um, so See, that, that always kind of stuck. Like, that stuck kind with of stuff I just... learned in grade school. And I think Sorry? I talked about this before yeah. where I, I had a very strange grade school compared to everybody else. But like we were talking about like their right. MO. Um, yeah, like honestly, probably since third grade for me. You know. Oh, okay. So you would have discovered that a lot sooner. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. For sure. I had a um, just one of my normie coworkers, kind of rib, kind of rib, ribbing me, saying, "Yeah, that's you. That's your mo." Do you even know what that means? What what your mo means? I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, it's modus operandi. It's Latin. What else do you got? And the guy just turned around and walked away. <laughs> you picked the wrong day. The fuck was Snowy then, didn't you? <laughs> uh, yeah. Alice Cooper also taught me the expression lament. The nineteen the the song teenage set nineteen seventy four teenage lament. Okay. Okay, which um, that song is about being a teenager in the seventies and everything that went went along with it. And your your lament is um, I should have looked looked this up on dictionary dot com or googled it, but your lament is. How, how do you say it? Where regret? Yeah, you're yeah, missing it, it sadly, in mm-hmm. a sad way. Yeah, yeah. When you when when you kind of when you look back on 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 something and you say, "I should have done this. I should have yes. done that. It's too bad I didn't do this." Like, and, um, no. oh my goodness, Jim Morrison had a poem, uh, "Lament to the Death of My Cock." <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, like, like it, when when um when the Doors movie came out in the '90s, all his poetry was republished, and so I had a bunch of books for a while, and that was a big thing because in the movie they even touched on it. He was famously impotent, and um he wrote poetry about his cock. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's new one on me. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Didn't think yeah. you'd be talking about Jim Morrison's I, dick tonight, did I you? I did not think I was when I, when I woke up this morning. <laughs> yes, I didn't think. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. The Bible, okay, it is full of terms, okay, that um, metalheads and rock, not not metalheads, but bands. Rock rock bands have used over the years, and some of them, like the the word Exodus. I I knew what that was before go before discovering metal. Same thing with Testament. Same thing with Genesis. Okay. Um, The first time I heard the word Armageddon though you would think would have been uh, or or apocalypse you would think well well that's a biblical expression that's probably where you got it no those two words the first time i saw them was through 
metal. But there's bands called Armageddon and old. It's in the song title of black metal songs and all that. Same, same with Apocalypse. It's just, it's it's a tried and true lyric. Okay, I I'd never even heard of it until like music, and of course, once again, you you have to go check that out. And then, of course, soon afterwards, it's like, oh yeah, you start seeing things in in the Bible, and you start seeing it other places and all that i, I was you that, would have heard it in horror movies uh, um yeah but i really think it was the, the the first time was through metal i dude i had such a weird childhood i think my first time was um Mork and mindy i feel like i feel like exodus um was that his name exodus or no ex, ex, ex xavier you know like, what I'm talking about the, the crazy guy that hung out with Mork. Um, oh, I don't, I don't know. Remember that detail? Oh, damn it! I gotta look that guy up. He, he was like early seasons, but he always talked about the end of the world and all that sort of stuff. Ah. Oh, okay. Now I'm, I'm trying, and I remember, I remember Mork, Mork and Mindy. That's my first introduction to Robin Williams. You know, because he oh, was his, so good. Yeah, yeah. What Mork and Mindy was to our younger listeners, it was a spinoff of the 70s sitcom Happy Days when this alien in his flying egg landed in the backyard of the Cunningham house. Yes. And it eventually, that character took off and... It was the finger versus the thumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, Nanu Nanu as well. Like there's just, it, and they just Mork and Minnie became such a big part of pop culture, and that's what put Robin Williams on the map. Oh yeah. Now you you see these memes like, ah, oh, this you discovered Keanu Reeves with John Wick, but, but I discovered Keanu with Matrix. So we're not the same, okay? I just got one with Bill and Ted and then watched them in the Prince oh, of Pennsylvania. The uh the River's Edge actually. I before, never saw that one. Before before Bill and Ted. Well it, it had a slayer. It it had old Slayer in the in the soundtrack. Explains from the why first I've seen it. That's why. <laughs> That's it exactly. I read about this this movie called The River's Edge. Okay, that had Slayer in the soundtrack and all that. And so it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to check this movie out as soon as it came out on VHS back then. That was Keanu Reeves' very first movie. Now, the same thing could be said with Robin Williams. Oh, you discovered Robin Williams with this, but I discovered Robin Williams with... Popeye. Mrs. With Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go one better. I discovered Robin Williams with Mork and Mindy, and dude, bang on, good call. First Robin Williams movie I ever saw was the 1979, 80 Popeye musical. Yeah. And I just, I just bought that last year on, on, on DVD and the soundtrack. He, he did such a great job. Mm-hmm. He, just, he, he was bang on, identical to it. Oh, for sure, for sure. And it was Exodor. I knew it was something in Exodus, uh, something in Exodor. Uh, oh, okay. 
And they, he was the leader of a cult called the Friends of Venus. The Friends of Venus. Yes. Okay, Friends of Venus would make a great folk-type band. Dude. And Exodor would make a great name for a metal band. Yeah. Which I, I think the band is, Ex- is Exodor, and the first album is Friends of Venus. Like, <laughs> there, there we are. There we are. But if, if there wasn't, like, you probably couldn't have had you know when you're well, okay when a band say you know they're coming together in 1990 well what about the my dad liked this program called mork and mindy yeah and there was a character called exador and the other band members would look at him and say <coughs> no dude sounds too close to exodus we can't yeah. have that yeah. you know I, I i could see that i could oh, see yeah. that happening <laughs> You know, yeah. yeah, and I think another biblical expression, okay, or word that you want to use, like you have your Genesis and uh, Exodus. I always thought the word Eucharist would make a wicked band member. And when I'm getting dragged to church every Sunday morning and I'm going through the Bible, like that's one of the things that I'm that's going through my head. I'm seeing all these cool words like what would make a great band name or a great lyric and all that and i just that's just i'm sure there's probably about over the years a dozen eucharists have happened like if i go on to metal archive which i guess is a dictionary for metal bands (laughs) i guess i'm sure there would be a lot of those but i always thought that just kind of made a kick-ass name I will say, though, okay, Satan, Lucifer. Yeah. I knew those pre-metal, okay, like in the Bible. And, well, you you mentioned horror movies and all that, like The Exorcist and movies like that, The Omen and all that. Saw those movies pre-metal. It was metal, though, that introduced me to some of the other names for the guy in the the pointy ears and the tail and all that. Like Beelzebub? Like Beelzebub. That was going to be the first one. Yes. (laughs) I, it was, I think, I think it was a Merciful Fate record that I first heard the name Beelzebub. And it's like, okay, is that a demon? Oh, no, that's. That's old Lucy himself. I'm just, starting just, to think I just grew up around a bunch of cult leaders. Because, like, all this stuff is stuff I was hearing in grade school, dude. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. But Beelzebub and Azeroth. Mm, that is, one, no, that's a new one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's there was a few others. Those, those were the ones that just kind of came to my head. It's like, I learned those through metal. And I'm sure if I was to really really do a deep dive take this same idea but just focus it all on black metal there would be like 800 expressions that oh, i've yeah. learned through well the goat and the pentagram are things i learned because of metal uh yeah the goat metal yes pentagram no because the pentagram that i had learned um Okay, remember those um, 
those read and listen records and the books that 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 that, that, that were you doing that. a read along with Satan? Okay, no, no, no. But I, I had okay. You remember those? Like you had oh, the yeah. movies, the yeah. Star Ding, Wars. Turn the, the page. Turn, turn, turn the page, yeah. and they came with a little book or a little comic book that superheroes, Superman, Spider Man, Conan, Wonder Woman, and all that. Like I had a lot of these. I had this one. I wish I had it today. And every time I go into old gold because Brent has found some of these these old ones. There was a there was one. Uh, it told the story, and it's up on YouTube. I should send you the link to it. Um, where it's a, it's a story dealing with Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, and and the Wolfman, okay, a, a werewolf, and that it was with this. I'm ten years old, nine years old, and I'm you know one of these read along books. And one of the characters had a pentagram on her palm. Oh, werewolf and or that vampire? Meant, that, that meant she was a werewolf. Okay, that's and yeah. She okay, freaked out and like she reached out her hand to some of the lo- the local townies, and they're looking at it and they see it and they go, "The pentagram! The pentagram! She's got the pentagram!" I'm nine years old. Well, I've never heard of a pentagram before, but, but now yeah, okay, okay. And then a little while later, okay, Shout at the Devil comes out. Yeah. That was my, because that was pre-Venom, pre-Merciful Fate for me. Like, that was the first album that I owned that had that kind of Im- imagery, just because I just discovered that first, because it was, I actually discovered Crew before going metal full time, shortly after I discovered the Shout at the Devil record, I guess maybe that was one of the gateways. I don't know, but soon after, soon after that, I discovered Venom, and then all bets were off. So yeah, <laughs> the pentagram was from one of those read-along books as as a kid, and I really think you would like this one because I know you're into those type of classic. Oh yeah, universal monsters, and, and I mean I love those kind of stories. And the pentagram goes along with the TV show I talk about from the '80s called Werewolf, where the guy, you know, when he was going to change, the pentagram shows up in his palm. So, yeah, uh-huh. like I I appreciate that that folklore. Uh, we need to find that one. We should do a listen along with that one this year. Or is that old enough in public domain enough that we could play it on the show? Uh, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an original story. Okay. It's so yeah, we we I don't think we would be okay. we would be able to do that, but um What if we could track down like the author? Uh maybe, I guess. Cuz I think that makes for a fine interview. You know. It it would. It would, you know, kind of an extended um geek fix. Shall yeah, say. And, and this is kids horror before goosebumps, you know. Oh it, yeah, it definitely was. Like th- that's yeah, that's really sure. cool. I mean, what what we could do is a a, a watch along with it where we don't play the audio. Yeah. And or we play the audio, but it doesn't. We 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 don't play it on the show. Much right. like the way 
we've done Trick or Treat and Return of the Living Dead the last couple Halloweens. Could we get away with reading it out loud like we narrate the story? Almost like a radio play of old. Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> well, I think we need to do some research and find oh. out. It's definitely, I'll, I'll send Cause, you the Because this sounds like a Halloween party waiting to happen. <laughs> it does, it does. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, As well, I've got a couple here before we get to some tunes and introduce. Because I'm, I'm, I'm stoked, I'm chuffed to introduce to you, Aaron, for sure tonight's um indie spotlight band you are going to love this so to get us there couple um a couple expressions i learned from band names corrosion of conformity i knew i knew what corrosion meant okay but it was through that band the first time i think it was the animosity record that i heard the word conformity and of course okay look i look it up and it's like okay i get it i get what this band is trying to say this is awesome and i've been a fan of of of, of coc from that very moment i'm kind of curious with you like because i mean that is a word like you you're schooling you were in like a private school, right? No, no public school, and a public school that I thought was trash until I started talking to other people. I'm like, oh, we're pretty progressive. <laughs> okay, okay, I kind yeah, but you just seemed to your school seemed to be a little. I, I, I don't know. Is when did you first hear the word conformity or conform? Oh, definitely um, before I would have gone to metal. That would have been somewhere between 6th and 7th grade, and 7th to 8th grade is when I discovered metal, at least in the form of Kiss. Okay. You know. Okay, was it through school? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it was possibly my... Man, what year is Mr. Blau? Was he 7th grade or 6th grade? Um, I don't know. <laughs> my so- yeah, I know you weren't there. I, I think it was one of my social studies teachers. Okay. Um, like we, I, my mom and I were having this discussion this weekend. I, I was trying to understand, and I was asking, I'm like, how was? Because, dude, I grew up in small town America. I've told you there is mm-hmm. nothing around me, right? Right. And the rest of small town America was essentially footloose. It was a bunch of people that were not progressive thinking, banned everything. And, you know, while I did take some shit for listening to metal, for the most part, I mean, these were people that were preaching, you know, curiosity, unity, discover other cultures, you know, ask questions, think on your own stuff. Year like light years before they became a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't figure out how we had that many progressive teachers in a backwoods school. And how they managed to keep their jobs. Well, yeah, but uh, the community was really pretty progressive when I think about it. I mean, they didn't like any of us in leather, but everybody needs somebody to hate. I get that, you know. Um, 
I, I mean, you know, I didn't appreciate it at the time, but like I, I understand how it happens, especially if you, you know, open a newspaper today or the internet. But um, yeah, I just, dude, we were a very progressive school. Um, and, and the other fun thing is I didn't read a lot of the classics that other people had to read. Like that, that's okay. not necessarily what we did for English and literature classes. Like I, we did Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. And that's the one thing I was going to mention is that I didn't know about Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Um, I, I learned a lot about classic literature because of Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. Like I that's learned a lot serious. of history because of Iron Maiden, because of metal in general. There, there's a lot of history. There's a lot of social events I learned because of metal, you know. Iron um, Maiden itself, the expression. Exactly. I, exactly. Yes, I, I did not know what that was until hearing the band. I'm like, whoa, what? I, y- yeah. Yes. Like Why everything about Iron Maiden. My list? Yes. Yeah. That should have been on the top of my list. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, let's get into some tunes. But before we do that, the last one I got on. My list here is the word atrophy. Do you know what an atrophy is? Apart oh, from a so typically like atrophy. when your muscles are atrophied, they're weak from underuse. Yeah, where they're kind of waste wasting away. Like yeah. if you were to just sit lay in bed, do nothing. And yeah. do nothing. Okay. If you didn't starve to death first you know, your your muscles and all that would eventually start to atrophy. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, well, there was a really awesome kick-ass thrash band, you know, when the thrash heyday kind of kicked in. Road Roadrunner Records discovered Atrophy put out a couple awesome records. I still got the cassettes kicking around there so yeah that that was through metal that i discovered that expression to this day okay another in you know uh, an incarnation of atrophy still exists their drummer tim kelly as a tribute to his former cohorts in atmosphere his band he's he's keeping the legacy going but changed the name to scars of atrophy oh i like that that, see how that works isn't that fantastic (laughs) yeah especially once you learn what atrophy is is like oh that works so well well earlier this year mr kelly and his cohorts and scars of atrophy released the the record nations divide this is smokescreen
Always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this indie spotlight. Like I said, dude. Okay, I'm stoked to bring to bring tonight's uh, indie spotlight to your attention because I know you're really gonna dig them. Out of Montreal, a really cool band came across my desk. Simply called The Occult. And we're going to play this band. Maybe have an extended indie spotlight on them sometime in October. Because this is definitely Halloween type music. If you were to take typo negative. Little bit of typo. Okay. Little bit of Life of Agony. I'm doing the salt and pepper shaker with every band name and all that. A little bit of the Misfits and a little bit of the Ramones. And you stirred it all up. That is exactly what you would get with the occult. 
let's uh so without further ado let's check them out now this is montreal's uh, the occult in tonight's indie spotlight Montreal, facebook.com slash the occult band and the occult band.bandcamp.com to get all of your the occult goodness. Really, really cool stuff. Um, the full record drops August 19th as well. So uh, as soon as it's available, run, don't walk to wherever you get your music and check that out. And trust me, like I said, dude, this October, playing some more of this band for sure. 
I really Rock think on. it works. I just, I, I couldn't hold back. I wanted you to hear this band. I wanted our listeners to hear this band. Not in October. I wanted to hear them now. Well, we're past the 4th of July, so I think it's Halloween. <laughs> it's, it's Halloween. Yeah, I'm getting all these memes and all that on, on my Facebook saying, can we, it's only August, can we not talk about Halloween? And I'm like, no. <laughs> what toxic people are in your life? I know, I know. Eh? My two favorite days of the year, Halloween and Record Store Day. Like, yeah. yeah like, who, who do you think you're talking to? Have we met? <laughs> go on, go on. How can uh, people get a hold of us? <sighs> Sorry, you caught me with a big yawn there. Sorry about that. It is um, the it's end of a, a long day. weekend, everybody. But yeah. anyway, um, radioactivemetal.org. Head out there. That's where all the stuff is. All episodes, past, present, future. Check out the back catalog. We have some amazing interviews. We have amazing interviews with Henry Rollins. We have album autopsies where former co-host Rock Valancourt would um, get everybody involved with the production, everybody he could track down and just grill the hell out of them. Like mm -hmm. you want to talk about a music nerd, he's going to put a lot of you to shame. So mm -hmm. go check out the back catalog, radioactivemetal.org. Um, if you just want, you know, whatever's happening today, anywhere you find a podcast, you'll find us. So go find your podcast there. Search radioactivemetal.org. Send us to a friend. Send us to somebody you want to piss off. Um, send us to your, your local priest, uh, president, it, political it office, you know. Like, it works. It works yeah. for all of them. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm big on this. Put into the world what you want to see. And I'm realizing that when you listen to the narrative in, in the news, it doesn't matter who's promoting what. Um, you know, the, the, the two-party system, they're both promoting negativity in one form or another. Mm -hmm. The Republic negativity. Yeah, don't promote neg negativity. Bring love, spread metal. All that sort of stuff. And what better way to do it than through radioactive metal, right? Mm -hmm. So so send us to your favorite politician or your least favorite politician. Either way, you know, we'll call it a, a come to Satan meeting. But anyway, there we go. Um, if you go to at RadMetal666, that's where you're going to see pictures from today's show. I've been taking pictures of the pedal I talked about, the magazine I got, other stuff. Um, that we can pop up on the Instagram um, because we like to put that there. So at RedMetal666 on Instagram. I think I tend to share it also on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash RedMetal. Um, mm -hmm. I try to leave that turned on so it shows up both places because I'm just terrible with social media in general. I'm not a fan of Facebook, but I do like the Instagram. And let's see here. I feel like those are the big ones. What am I missing? Um, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. Mm -hmm. Go out there. We are part of that family of podcasts, and just we're proud members. Like I just, I, I love those guys. Wonderful, wonderful people. Wonderful shows. Um, there's this even this crazy bunch of Canadians that have a show called A Wrestling Night in Canada, and hey. they sound like um, you know Snowy and Ducky. It's weird. Mm -hmm. it's crazy. good looking guys yeah yeah, yeah handsome, handsome men there 
But um, yeah, so I think that's all of it. Oh, thanks to the fine folks at the Shining Wizards Network. If you go to Spotify and look for the Shining Wizards Network, you'll find us. So we're on Spotify thanks to them. So really, um, good luck trying to avoid us because we're everywhere. <laughs> that's right. We'll try to try to avoid us and we will yeah. find you. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been an Expression Yourself episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.